Today, Glendalee Allen Vossler focuses in on Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers Program, which promotes excellence in agriculture. The national award will be handed out this week. COIF Program Manager is Carla Kading. She fills us in on the program. We focus on producers that are the up-and-coming movers and shakers in the egg industry. So it's anybody that's 18 to 39 that will be competing. They derive two-thirds of their income from their farm, and they are the managers or the decision makers of the operation. So individuals are nominated within their regions. We have seven regions in Canada, uh, BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, and then the four Atlantic regions compete as one region or four provinces. They compete at a local level and when they win, then they come on to compete at the national level. And that's what we're hosting this week is the national event. So take us through the finalists, I guess, in the seven regions, if you will. Okay, so from BC, we have Tracy and Raymond Brendenhoff from Abbotsford. They're dealing with the flood right now. I just heard from them. They're actually coming to attend. They are poultry producers and they produce hops and they also import and export the hops within Canada. In Alberta, we have Roloff and Mary Van Bentham from Red Deer County, and they are dairy producers. Roloff immigrated with his parents from the Netherlands. And in Saskatchewan, we have Michael and Jessica Lovich from Belgoni, Saskatchewan. They were born in Alberta, but moved to Saskatchewan to start their dairy farm with their three girls. In Manitoba, we have Andre and Katie Stepler from Miami, Manitoba, and they work with Andre's two brothers, and they look after the mixed uh, but specifically the purebred cattle, they run a number of Charlie, and so they look after the, the livestock part of it. Um, in Ontario, we have Jenny and Jenny Butcher and Wes Kuntz, who are from Brantford, Ontario. They started out as Jersey Dairy and have turned it into artisan cheese and a local food emporium. And then in Quebec, we have Genevieve Grossenbach and James Thompson, who came into agriculture with no agriculture connection or background, but they knew that feeding people was important, so they have started organic vegetables. And in Atlantic, we have Philip and Katie Ketty from Woodville, Nova Scotia. They grow strawberry plants for other producers, so they don't grow the berries per se, they grow the plants, and they are also the largest east, um, sweet potato producer east of Ontario. So what happens now? We will bring the, all of the nominees together and then uh, the judges have to, to sit down with them and evaluate their operations? Yes. So the judges have received a 15-page um, application form that includes information on their progress in agriculture, uh, their environmental stewardship, production history, financial and management practices, their contributions to the community, the province and the country, as well as their financial progress. So the judges have been reviewing all of these application forms and then they will sit down and there's a 20 minute interview, a 30 minute interview. Then the honorees do their 15 minute PowerPoint presentations and then there's a wrap up interview of five minutes in case the judges have any more questions to ask before they determine which two will be named Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers for 2021.
Canada's Outstanding Young Farmer Award presentation is Friday evening. I've been talking with the program manager, Carla Kading. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. It's Canola Week. Canola Council of Canada President Jim Everson spoke yesterday during the virtual conference. Canola, quite simply, is all about innovation. And what an industry we have. Today, canola contributes nearly $30 billion annually to the Canadian economy, including more than 207,000 Canadian jobs. That contribution increased by 35% over the last decade alone. Canola itself is a product of Canadian innovation and the competitiveness of our industry, the record of growth since the 70s, is a story of continued innovation. How many industries can you name where the main product was invented by Canadians, is the most valuable product in its class, and where Canada leads the world in production and trade? We cannot overvalue or overstate the importance of research and innovation in driving our industry forward. Let me begin by considering the state of the canola sector today and opportunities and challenges ahead. First and foremost, what a challenging production year 2021 was. Growers dealt with a prairie-wide drought that significantly impacted yields and has led to a reduction in sales to export markets. But our sector has been through this before. In 2002 and again in 2012, we experienced production downturns due to climatic extremes across the prairies. In both circumstances, the crop rebounded, both in terms of production and oil content. This coming year, there is an additional challenge. The the recovery may be hampered to some extent by pandemic-related supply chain challenges. Obviously, no one has a crystal ball. We will need to monitor conditions closely, but we hope for a strong recovery in 2022. Looking at today's business climate, the word that comes to mind is unpredictable. The global trade environment is buffeted by many challenges. Recovery from the global pandemic is uneven and disrupted by a tremendous, a tenacious virus and related supply chain challenges. The trade disruption with canola seed to China continues and global efforts to mitigate climate change are altering the commercial environment with taxes and regulation. But the fundamentals of global demand are in our favor. The world's growing middle class is continuing to seek out healthier food products like canola oil and canola protein. Palm oil has slowed as the industry has been challenged by sustainability concerns. And there's a growing demand in new areas, including aquaculture and protein for human food ingredients. Most significantly, as part of the global effort to address climate change, more countries are introducing renewable fuel mandates to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Canada and the United States are among them. This is a huge opportunity for our, our industry because canola oil is one of the best feedstocks available for renewable fuels. That was Canola Council of Canada President Jim Everson. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.